Jinx Monsoon, and welcome to a brand new episode of I'm 40% Podcast. With me, as always, I misspoke. Uh, On a previous episode, I I attributed this sound effect recommendation to Camille. Camille is, of course, the wonderful person who edits our episodes. I meant Carrie. Carrie, shout out to Carrie. With me, as always, is the inexplicably wet um, Nick Zahoya. I don't know why you're so wet. It's very explicable because I just went to DragCon this last weekend, and the highlight was and probably meeting... And you still meeting... haven't showered? <laughs> no, I've showered many times. That's why it's so wet. No, I met Carmen Farala, and as we all know, she and her final lip sync did uh, Gata Bajo La Lluvia. And she had a dry wig on, and then she flipped it, and then when she came back up, she had a wet wig. So this is a Carmen Farala homage. But is it wet, or does it just look wet? No, it's wet. Why are you wet? (laughs) I slipped in. (laughs) All right. And somehow you get all the boys you want. (laughs) Uh, Our guest today is Casey Lai. Hello, Casey Lai. Speaking of wet, hi. <laughs> nice to see you guys. Thanks for having me on the show. Thank you for being here. Thank you for loving me. Thank loving you, you for being here. The whole world's thanking. Everyone's thanking you. Thanking us for thanking you. Pass the cranberries. <laughs> Casey, do you know what she's doing right now? <laughs> uh, no, but I didn't realize I could get wetter, and now I'm just sobbing over here. <laughs> She's singing a little song from Bob's Burgers, which I feel like you're kind of a. Are you from the East Coast? Did I make that up? I am from the East Coast. I'm a yeah. I'm you're, a, you're an New, East Coast New Englander. And I feel like that's very Bob's Burgers because they're like an Atlantic City kind of vibe, right? Yeah, one hundred percent. Look, um, we don't know every song on the East Coast from every single cartoon that was produced somewhere on the Eastern Seaboard. That being produced about the Eastern Seaboard. That being said, big fan. I just have a bit of a goldfish brain, so when it comes to recollecting anything from anywhere, it does give me a little bit of pause. I always have this moment of freak out when someone's like, "Ah, you know the thing," and I'm like, "Yeah." Kind of, but from what? Um, it's kind of like my whole general um, oh. hanging out social demeanor. <laughs> um, Casey, you are a comedy writer, yes? Uh, yeah. And a comedian? Yes. A stand up as well, yeah. Do you do any voiceover work? Because just listening to that little tirade about New England, um, <laughs> I I was like, this is, a, this is a cartoon character voice. If I closed my <laughs> eyes and wasn't looking at like a hunky daddy, um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't mean to label you as anything, no. but um, yeah. um, you're probably two years younger than me. <laughs> yeah. um, it's sopping it's, uh, wet. Uh, daddy, hunky daddy, I think is what I prefer to go by these days. But, um, you know, I don't do any cartoon work, not for a lack voiceover work either. Um, I, uh, 
am uh, now going to make it my goal to Do be it. on a show <laughs> with my voice, my wacky voice. I did get a write up. I was, uh, you know, hum- I was a. Uh, uh, in Time Out LA's Comics to Watch um, a couple of years ago. That's not mm, talk about what year it was. But um, they did say, they ended their write-up with me. with saying, and he's got a funny voice. So he's a real comedian. And I was like, really? But yes, uh, thank you for noticing. Well, you have thank a very gay voice. Thank you for noticing. <laughs> you have a thank very gay you. voice. So at the very least, you could play like a Disney villain. Um, here's hoping. <laughs> And what a what a fascinating just tiny little island of hair you have on the top of your head. <laughs> Tell me about this. Tell me about this haircut. What's it take to maintain? Um, <laughs> what do you ask for when you go to the stylist? Well, I call it my Love Island, um, <laughs> UK version. It is. Uh, truth be told, I do it myself. It's the one pandemic oh, wow. thing that I learned. Um, how to do and I've maintained um, well the other one was eating at an edible every day around 4 p.m. <laughs> um, but uh, the yeah it's just like I have pretty curly hair actually and it's easy to maintain so I just shave it all the way to the to the shores of the island all over and then um, <laughs> normally I have a little palm tree on top <laughs> but i didn't realize we were filming so you didn't. you don't like oh nick didn't tell you no i actually well, i actually did tell him <laughs> well um it doesn't matter because nick came dripping with what can only be assumed as water um uh casey you have curly hair but you choose to cut it down to the root mm-hmm I've always had a thing. Okay, so my first <laughs> crush that I ever admitted to myself or to anyone else. This is going to be a long um, episode. <laughs> I'm here for it. He had, he had a giant mop of very curly hair. So now that's. Do you. Are you someone who, like, if you liked something at one point, then anything that reminds you of that, you're like automatically into? Or is that just me? Oh, I, I, I hear what you're saying. Are you flirting with me? I can't tell. Um, the, uh... <laughs> me neither, baby. Yeah, it's more like for me, my hair, um, I associate, I had like a, a little afro when I was growing up and I would get like made fun of by people for it. So I think I, I am scared a little bit of like going back to that because of just my childhood trauma. But I will say I have now like, you know, one mom and multiple gay friends who get mad at me for sh- shearing my hair. So, so, um, I don't know what's the word short. And uh, <laughs> so I've been experimenting. I used to shave it all, but I've been experimenting with letting it grow longer. But, you know, we, you know, as a um, as a gay, sopping, wet, hunky daddy type, you know, I um, hate to say that I have these insecurities about uh, the way that I look. And so the minute my hair grows like like a centimeter long on the sides, I'm like, you're the fattest person in the entire world and I'm not sure that I can handle that. And so like, it's just a weird like body image thing, you know, like uh, body, I don't know if it's dysmorphia or whatever it is, but like looking in a mirror, I see something completely different than I see, than other people see. So um, uh, now I'm feeling uncomfortable. So let's- uh, oh, I'm sorry, I was just <laughs> I getting know to know I you. No, I was I know, just I getting to it. know you. Listen, you're, you're talking to someone who's riddled with dysmorphias. Um, <laughs> plenty of image-based dysmorphias. I mean, I'm a trans femme gender non-binary human being who um 
kind of defies most logical placement in the world. <laughs> um, I, I don't know what, like, okay, so I, I, I'm fine being called ma'am out in public, but if I get called sir, I'm like, excuse me? But I, also it's like, who's going to know to call me like, Hello, Mix. Can I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It hasn't caught on enough. Anyway, you're in good company, except for Nick, who has the, the confidence and bravado of a young Zap Brannigan. <laughs> How's that for a segue? Um, here's a segue. Speaking of Jinx's insecurities, Casey, you and I uh, worked together previously on The Roast of Peaches Christ. We might be writing a roast together in the near future. Look out for that. Mm-hmm. But Jinx was on that roast, and I believe you wrote some very mean things about Jinx. Do you remember any of your favorite mean things that you made a celebrity say about Jinx Monsoon? Um, I, I don't remember specifically uh, the aforementioned goldfish brain is keeping me from remembering <laughs> those things. And I will say, I, I, I hope they were all received lightly. I do have a reputation in those roasts for She being... still drank at the time, so she doesn't remember you. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I have a reputation in those roasts as being the mean one. And I think, you know, Nick and I work well together because Nick is such a sweet boy. Such a nice sweet boy, you know? Um, oh, yeah. So I just write some in the middle, long, we... weird stuff, and you make something really mean, and then we end up with a good roast. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, uh, I won't say I apologized because I remember that being a very funny roast, uh, but I will say um, that you're perfect to me. Oh, I love roasts. I love laughing at myself first. Um, (laughs) I I think roasts are important because, um, you know, it gives us the chance to take the power away from the uh, the trolls online who who aren't funny in the slightest they just say hateful things but if Mm -hmm. you're gonna say something hateful to me you know sandwich it in a joke you know like structure wrap it in a in a joke bun and then i can hear (laughs) anything but people who just say horrible things it's like where's the artistry where's the creativity you know if i wanted to just sit around writing horrible things i i mean that's why these people don't have jobs and are perpetually on the internet because that's not a job. It's a job for like two people in the world. Tucker Howardson. What's what's that horrible man on? No, uh, don't Tucker get his Howardson. name right. Tucker yeah, Howardson. Tucker Howardson. Yeah. And then and, um, and Morgan Pierce. Um, <laughs> um, fuck them and fuck everyone. So um, you're very funny, Casey. Uh, <laughs> and, and we're completely fine. Um, no bad blood between us. I'll have some roast jokes about you by the end of this episode. How about? Can't wait. Can't wait. For someone who All calls right. himself a sopping wet hunky daddy, he sure does have a tiny island of hair on his head. <laughs> okay. I think we should right. start talking about this episode. Yes. Because this is a great episode. This is a great episode. It's, it's one of the best episodes, um, quite possibly. Um, so you've joined us on a good one, Casey. Casey, first and foremost, what is your relationship to Futurama? Um, I love Futurama. I was a huge Simpsons fan and so was like really excited for when um, uh, the Groening and Co. company put together uh, this, this new show, Groening. Great, um, Groening. I think it's Groening. I think it's Groening. I should go. You know what? I fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> and now uh, just proves My I'm middle a fraud. School... I'm a fraud. <laughs> uh, My middle school homeroom teacher went to, uh, grew up with Matt Groening, and she would say his name different every time she brought him up. She would say, 
Matt Groening. <laughs> Matt Groening. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm assuming it's German. I don't know. And, uh, you know. Oh, these um, German names. As with, a, with a weird German last name that is hard to pronounce. Like, I just, again, I don't want to blame the Germans for everything. <laughs> but in the 20th century, they had a land and then they ain't up. So I'm just, uh, you know, uh, groaning or graining, whatever. Um, it's grating how hard it is to pronounce. <laughs> Um, wow. But the point is, this is, is that, the roast jokes that, <laughs> that you come here for. <laughs> uh, the uh, it's forty percent podcast, sixty percent full on roast, um, and I'm here for that. <laughs> Unlike The Simpsons, you know, because we all started watching The Simpsons when we were <clears throat> a certain young age um, <clears throat> in the '80s or '90s, and we didn't get all of the references and the jokes when I, you know, I didn't when I was a kid. Futurama was the show where it was like I finally like was like, oh, from the ground level, was like, oh, this show is so stupid and smart and full of just little hidden jokes everywhere. And so uh, I've been a fan. But but like everything, I don't watch... uh, comprehensively, I've never been a full-on. You know, I'm a I'm more of a big picture guy than a detail guy. So like, I love the show. I think Zoidberg's the best character maybe on television ever. Oh my god! Um, and I have uh, uh, you know a lot to say about the show, but I'm a fan. I'm a fan. That's my girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, ha- this so episode. You, you watched it when it was originally on. Um, how long has it been since you last watched it? Uh, I, I mean, in. Besi- besides, like, watching it for this podcast. I, I pop in, when, you know, when I, when I catch a rerun on the show. Uh, I mean, on, mm-hmm. the, on the TV, you know, if I've got a, you know, if I'm waiting. You've got a for... touring gig and you're in a hotel room. Exactly. And He's a traveling comedian. Godforsaken cable. Right. Um, and it's like, <laughs> if, you, if, if that two-hour block of Family Feud from six to eight is over or hasn't started yet, every once in a while there's a Futurama on, you know, that kind of scenario. Um, and so I, you know, I, I've watched and, and, uh, um, I can't say that I've seen every episode of the series, but from the first, like probably five seasons I would, or like three seasons, at least I've seen every episode and a fan. And I do say I want Snoo pretty regularly in my, uh, <laughs> in my, uh, my daily. How uh, often does someone had that on a dating app? I would, I would swipe right. Yeah. Give me that Snoo Snoo. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into this episode. <laughs> it's called The Problem with the Poplars. Uh, there is a cold open. It's an can- advertisement for mo- Molten Boron. Nobody does it like Molten Boron. Can I just say up front, when you sent me this, I was like, I read it as The Problem with Poppers. And I was like, oh, great, a Hedonism <laughs> Bot episode. Super excited about this. Uh, but then I realized it was Poplars. And, and so I had to take, take a beat. But um, yeah. I'm... Well, if Jinx and I can get in that writer's room for the new season of Futurama, we will make an episode about future poppers, you know. Loving we it. will bring the queer representation. They it's don't be all about Randy. Now. Randy opens a popper. <laughs> Randy <business>. needs a, <laughs> an, a B arc, uh, <laughs> a B plot. Um, okay, wait. What is boron exactly? Is it a gas? Is it a liquid? It's a metal, is it I a, think. I, I weirdly looked boron. it up. It's oh, okay, like a, it's a it's a, a synthesized uh, it's synthesized entirely by cosmic ray spallation and supernovae and not by stellar nucleosynthesis. So I have no idea what it is, but that's what it says. Interesting, if true. On some website, I literally thought it was just like a metal you get in the ground. The fact that it comes from stars and shit is. <laughs> A mind blower for me. Yeah. Nobody does it like molten boron. What'd we have a Chiron. <laughs> we have a Chiron. 
it says for external use only. I think this is a average to below average Chiron. I'm going to yeah, give, give it three it out of five Chirons. Chirons. You're going to give it two? Chirons. Wow. For How many Chirons would you give only? this Chiron, Casey? Well, I will say that's what it says on a bottle of poppers. So if it was <gasps> a poppers episode. Thematically. <gasps> Four out of five. Thematically, yeah. this works. I'm bumping it up to four. <laughs> I, I'll bump it up to three Chirons, but I'm having a hard time. I mean, I'm having a hard time believing that it was done that intentionally as the show was Look, clearly written intent, by only the, straight men. <laughs> the artist's intent Fair. is only 50% of the art, you know? Once it's out there, it's up for interpretation. This is I, a popper joke. I agree. Agree with that, but at the same time, there's no part of me that believes these like straight Harvard educated men um, were like sitting around unless unless they were unless like I don't know. I guess straight people <laughs> can use poppers. I prefer <laughs> if they didn't. Yeah, I, I feel like not in this 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 era of straight man. Like if we were talking like guys who were reared in the seventies, you know, like they might have a, like an association with poppers. I feel like poppers got a bad rap for a couple of decades, and mm. now I think they're back in full force. And like I know a bunch of straight comics who are like, "Social poppers, you're gay. Do you have any?" Um, and yes, I do. But also, like, how dare you? <laughs> I I will just say I have nothing against poppers being used by people they're just not for me um they give me a headache really quick and i just have a maybe i was just too indoctrinated by like the american public school system with the whole like don't do drugs mentality even though i'm a huge advocate for weed and mushrooms and and um other things that grow in nature but there's just something for me about huffing things that still like really sends <laughs> off like um scary thoughts in my brain there. my uh the two times i've ever done poppers one was voluntary on so a dance floor episode. <laughs> <laughs> i was on a dance floor with a friend and he pulls out a jar of poppers. He pulls out a mason jar. A jar. <laughs> <laughs> I make them myself. And, <laughs> and I, I had some on the dance floor, and I was like, and I was like, I was like, oh, it doesn't just have to be for loosening your butthole. It can also like just make you feel warm and fuzzy on the dance floor. Um, the second time was one of the rare times that I was topping a sexual partner. And they had facial hair and they said, do you want some poppers? And I said, no. And they like, you know, they mm. used the poppers and it got in their oh. mustache. <laughs> it, the mustache and dipped in there. And they started making out with me and I was like, um, I don't know why it was necessary to, to um, clarify that I was topping in that situation. Um, I think it's because interesting because my... normally if you're doing poppers, well, you're no, you're my... the bottom. Yeah, person. my brain was like saying I have to like clarify why the other person was using poppers, um, for its intended purpose of loosening your butthole. Can I just say how happy I am I hijacked this whole episode to just speak? We have not about talked about yeah. the episode, <laughs> the episode at all. where Only Jinx tops. <laughs> 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 uh, the crew I just is never flying home. The crew is flying home bottom because <laughs> I love bottoming is so much. Flying home from the planet of the moochers. They have mooched away Fry's pants. And there's no food on the ship. They only have baking soda and capers, which Bender serves to them. 
<laughs> on a platter. And as an Italian, I'll tell you, capers goes with everything. So I, I mean, if happy. I had to eat baking soda, I would love some capers in there. Oh, I guess I have to clarify. My last name is German, but I am half Italian. Not a great mix for everyone out German there. German and Italian. Wow. Yeah, I know. Not the, not. Yeah, you know, watch out, world. Um, you sure you're the not Japanese of fun. too? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, capers and baking soda in a pile. Casey, sounds we at, at the risk of never talking about this episode on this show a lot, we talk about House of Gucci accents. Did you see that movie? And did you feel represented? <laughs> I, I I I didn't I didn't watch it um, yet. Because you've already lived it. <laughs> Mainly, yeah. So it's just like, you're talking about my mom. Um, but uh, but it, 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 one, of, one of the effects of the pandemic is that if a movie is over in an hour and a half, I'm probably not watching it because um, I can't sit for that long in a space in my house. If I, and, and, and I haven't yet gone back to like a movie theater scenario. So um, I'm, I'm, uh, well, I, I, I can't watch anything that's two you. plus two hours. Go for it. Um, I've been to some movie theaters post, um, pandemo and every time I am the only person in the movie theater or me and my companion are the only two people at most there. I think I took my niece to see Cruella and there were two people like down over there and two people down <laughs> over there and then us. And so I think a total of six people in a giant movie theater. I think that I'm worried about the the future of the cinema experience, but also whatever. <laughs> yeah. I think on the list of the things in the, in the future that are like, are, are truly like terrifying to me, that's one, but there is also <laughs> like, um, you know, an end of like, edible food too but yeah. also you know how can you watch a movie without popcorn and anyway what's the point <laughs> i just think there's there yeah there's other things to be focusing on um and if nicole kidman like really wanted to oh use God. her efforts wisely <laughs> she pisses me off so much because amc already that. plays like a half hour of commercials before their movie <laughs> like trailers and shit and then they show you another commercial that's like hey you should come to the movie theaters it's like bitch i'm already here put this shit on youtube you're reaching uh, the wrong audience you're preaching to the choir did, did she win she won a pulitzer for a commercial is that what it, is that really? truly what it was yeah is she literally really i happened? saw her win a pulitzer but maybe that was a joke but that I mean, woman just gets handed awards and i will never understand why and that's all i have to say about it i'm nicole kidman and i'm here to save the movies <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna be honest and i haven't liked goes. her in anything since moulin rouge that's my hot take um, wow so they go to a planet the others <laughs> They go to a okay, planet. I, I hate others. that fucking movie. They <laughs> oh. go to a planet. The fact that she got nominated for an Oscar for that oh my God, and Tony Collette to did not get nominated for Hereditary? What are we talking about? Go to the planet. They're on the planet. They're looking for food. <laughs> Bender says, you guys eat rocks, right? I got all these rocks. And they say no. And he says, not even if, even if not they're even marinated in some mud. Thank you. <laughs> um, and then Fry finds a hole um, with what looks like popcorn chicken in it. And he says, it's a ditch full of fried shrimp. And then Bender yes. says, what are you, blind? It looks more like a hole full of fried prawns. I this wish they correct. had found a different word for fried because then the joke would have... You know, it's like, it's a ditch full of fried shrimp. No, it's a hole full of fried prawns. If he had said, like, a hole full of battered prawns, yeah, it would yeah. like it would have been the perfect joke, but Crispy. it was close enough. Crispy. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
the Leela has a, a really great joke here where she says, this thing I wear on my wrists says they're not poisonous. <laughs> and that's a hilarious thing to say, especially because like five episodes ago, she already referred to it as her, her wrist, wrist low jacklimator. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's funny because she's, it's a meta joke. She's saying, no one knows what this thing on my wrist is. <laughs> right. Very funny. It, Leela it eats only... one rarely serves a purpose can you imagine landing on a strange planet and eating something you find in a hole she I would just be hungry first. for a couple days i would just be hungry for a couple days i think it would be fun yeah i mean i'm yeah. gonna need need that wrist thing for all of the hole eating just in case and i'm just talking about <laughs> random holes on planets okay don't get your mind into gutters but you know just in case wouldn't See, that be nice doing... if you could do a quick scan and be like oh you were doing a wrist right. motion i thought <laughs> yeah, you were no, doing no, 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 no. A, a jacking off motion and it was a glory no, hole thing. I'm, I'm i'm my motion is oh, okay you're right it does actually slightly it like does, jacking yeah. off but i'm scanning i'm scanning <laughs> uh planetary holes with my wrists I would be more inclined to try a glory hole situation if I had a wrist thing and I could scan what was in there first. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> the things in the ditch are delicious. <laughs> I was well, going to go on a whole thing about glory holes, but no, we, we, are like, we, we are so far so into <laughs> this episode of the podcast and so barely into the episode of Future <laughs> I think we're at minute three. <laughs> um, I also forgot how disgusting all of their eating sounds are on this show. Literally, every time someone eats, Ugh. it's like... Um, not just Zoidberg. Yeah, it's not just Zoidberg because uh, Leela really scarfs these things down. Oh, she eats um, so many. Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like just looking at the animation of uh, what we will soon know as poplars, um, don't you feel like you know what it tastes like? Like, it, yeah. well, I mean, they, they compare them to fried shrimp or fried prawns. So if you've ever had popcorn shrimp, you can kind of imagine. I feel like it has like a calamari uh, type oh, flavor to it. Like a chewiness. But also, like for those who have already seen the episode and know um, what's up here, it's like when you know what the poplars are made out of, you have to imagine it doesn't just taste like fishy things. Like it's also got to have some kind of unique flavor that can't be found on Earth. So I'd love to try a poplar. We're um, also Did you making... learn nothing from the episode? <laughs> Well, we're making the taste. We're making the taste very like earth centric, like what we know, like what we think of as fish. You know, they they identify mm -hmm, it mm -hmm. as as such. But like, you have to imagine they're on such and so, oh, planet of the moochers. So it must it must taste well, like. Well, they're near the planet of the moochers. Oh my bad. Sorry. I don't oh. want to try a real poplar. I want like that. Um, um that. That person oh, like with if the you go to Disneyland. To, no, no, that no, person Disney with the gray hair to recreate now, so the foodie version it. of it on the it, YouTube oh, channel. I, okay. God, interrupt me more. <laughs> fight, do fight, we think, fight, fight. Do we think that the poplars don't have bones in there because the Omicronians have like an exoskeleton, so there would be no bones in there? Wow. Uh, spoilers. Yeah, I know one that. People and then two, should know. I, I would think like a tadpole doesn't really like if you're. It's like kind of like in like a zygote stagey type of thing, yeah. and I imagine there's no bones. It's all just like chewy. Like sinew. a soft shell crab. Like a soft shell oh, crab. Oh yeah. Not and now we're back to fish flavors. Okay, so they start scarfing they take down a the bunch, poplars. They take a bunch to Earth. They bring up uh, so uh, many to uh, Earth. They say, "Let's take home some pocketfuls," and then Bender says, "No, let's take home a benderful." And then Leela says, "No, let's only take what we need. Stuff the ship." <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
They like fly it. back to Earth. They have so many poplars. They're feeding them to the crew, and they almost immediately decide that they should name them and sell them. We want to talk about these names. <laughs> Tasticles. 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 Yeah. You can't call them that. It sounds too much like those frozen Rocky Mountain oysters, you know, testicles. <laughs> I feel they... like the early 2000s were full of Rocky Mountain oyster jokes, and I feel like no one makes those jokes anymore. Yeah, I mean. Does a Zoomer <sighs> know what a Rocky Mountain oyster is? A Zoomer? I hope a Gen so. Z child. <laughs> I, I, They're called Zoomers. I think it's part of the like the I don't know the forever zeitgeist where you know a Rocky Mountain oyster is a bull's testicle. Not to give it away, sorry, but it's. Uh, <laughs> I ate one I... once in Texas. I was forced you to really? by a by a madam at a steakhouse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I called her. Um, uh, but it was you know good and chewy, but you know what you're eating, so it's like it, you can't. You can't. I, I'm not. I'm not that. I'm. A, I, I. I gamble with all sorts of things, but not um, what I put in my mouth. Um, and uh, that it was just kind of gro- gross because of my mental capacity at that point to enjoy. Yeah. It. Well, here's the thing. I think um, it takes me. I, I'd like to refer back to the fact that this is written by a bunch of straight men, um, mm-hmm. and. I think, you know, what you're talking about, like um, early 2000s, lots of jokes about eating Rocky Mountain oysters. You know, there's also lots of jokes about being gay. There's also lots of like think about friends at this time, like Ross and Joey took a nap together on a couch and it was the most like shocking fucking thing that they've ever done in their fucking lives. So it's like a lot of what we got through media at this time was like what straight men found funny. So what's the most shocking thing you can think of? Oh, dude, you ate a ball. You ate a, <laughs> you ate a ball. And then taste sickles. Oh, no, let's call them test sickles. You know, like ooh, balls. Everything's about <laughs> balls and being gay. So I think that's 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 where this is coming from. Well, I was going to say, but we are skipping over what I thought was a great Zoidberg joke, which is when he said they taste like an unguarded penguin's nest. (laughs) 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 Like that, that was it. When I was like, oh, I forgot that Zoidberg is literally my favorite creep on television. He's like, he's <laughs> like, like we would, you know, imagine that we would hate, we would hate the idea of someone eating off penguins' babies. But when Zoidberg says it, it's just like, you know. Oh, do you think yeah. he's eating the babies or the nest or the uh, eggs? The, I mean, the egg, the eggs. I would think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I eggs. think he loves he, eggs. Yeah, he 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 eats a lot of eggs. Um, also, uh. What what does Hermes say? I'm inhaling. I'm inhaling these things. You scored some primo stuff. The the inconsistencies with Hermes of him being uptight and bureaucratic, but then also because he's Jamaican, he also has to be That's a stoner. Not inconsistencies. That's the gag, mom. That's the bit. That's the game, <laughs> as we say in comedy. I just, they're never funny stoner jokes. They're always just such first pass stoner jokes. I'm inhaling these things. You scored some primo stuff. Whatever. Move on. Yeah, there's only the testicles, you straight bitches. (laughs) There's only two names. Fuckers. You straight skanks. There's only two names that have not been copywritten already Poplars and Zitzels. 
Fry suggests they go with poplars and everybody congratulates them. So they're called poplars. <laughs> Amy says, way to pick it. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it also makes sense because like a, you know, like a jalapeno popper. I know I've been like yeah. harping on the other type of popper, you know, gay poppers. But like, you know, the popper is a part of the world vernacular for straight We pop things. It's on, a monop- yeah. it's on a monopedic. Yeah. On a monop- you pop, you can't stop. <laughs> Um, they start vending them on the street and they have to compete with a hot dog salesperson. I love this and joke. This amazing joke where Bender's like, hey, got your fresh delivery of rat droppings. And all the people are like, oh, gross. And the great fake out is the hot dog seller says, wait a minute. You're not the guy who delivers the rat droppings. Yes. <laughs> Good bait and switch there. Um, then... Immediately after we meet Fishy Joe, um, and I love Ooh, the, the scumbag. I, yeah, I love the bit of him saying, uh, "I know a thing or two about these things," and points at the billboard of himself. And Fry goes, "Are you some guy who eats at Fishy Joe's?" <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, but here's the thing about this joke: is they set it up like it's a. Excuse me. I mean, obviously, Fishy Joe is out for himself, and he's a huckster. But he says, you'll never make you'll never make money selling them at a dollar a dozen. I tell you what, you supply them to me, I'll sell them for two dollars a dozen and I'll even pay you a dollar a dozen. So that, you know, like clearly he's like trying to rip them off. But also, if you think really, about the, yeah. com- if you the, think about the capacity at which Fishy Joes can distribute versus the two of them on a street, it's like, yeah, they're still only making a dollar a dozen, but they're going to sell like, you know, a thousand dozens every day. So I, I, think I, I don't know. It's a good deal. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. The joke works, but it's also like, eh. They should call him <laughs> fair, fair Deal Joe. You know what I mean? <laughs> they... Futurama loves to be very descriptive and uh, on the nose with their uh, adjectives uh, uh, in na- naming people, you know? I'm and, Fair uh, Deal Joe. I'm here to make you a very generous offer. That's modest in its uh, proposal, but... We get a jingle for the Poplars, and when Jinx and I were roommates, we would sing this to each other Except quite a bit. Except we never get it quite right, but it's... No, it's um, hard. Pop a Poplar in your mouth. In your mouth. When you come to, fishy, come to Joe's, fishy Joe's, what they're made, what of, they're is made a of a mystery. Where they come, where they come from, from, no one knows. No, no. You, you can, can lick them, you can down. stick them, you can <laughs> chew them, you can chew them, you can stick them. Stick them. If, if you, you promise, promise not, not to, to sue us, to sue you, us, can, you stick can stick one up your nose. Wow, I love that. Poplar in your mouth. Well, it's a great thing because you can say the pop for really long, and then you know that okay, it's time to sing along with Jinx. You know. Do you? That's so funny because I was. I was. Don't don't put it away. Put it away. No, you got to But wait, I was trying. I was like, why do I know this this jingle? And I remember from like childhood. Do you remember the the do your boobs hang low? Uh, yeah, song. this it's is a, that's same. not it. It is. No. It's, yes, it do is. Your boobs do your hang, boobs hang low? Do they wobble? Do they wobble? No, it's a da 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 da
This is more of a Pirates of the Caribbean situation. All right, all right, all right. Is it from Gilbert and Sullivan? I don't care anymore. I really don't. It has a little modern major general to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like the Pirates of Penzance. Oh, I know what it is. HMS Pedophore, um, what is it? Oh, a pirate's <laughs> life is a life for me, because I like my life by the open sea, and I never, no, ever, ever give a, a thing song. about the weather, because the weather ever, never, because the weather never, ever does a thing for me. It's a never real song. Never heard that yes. song one time. Oh, a pirate's <laughs> life is a life for me, because I like my life by the open never sea, and this. I never, ever, ever care a thing about the weather, because the weather never, ever cares a thing for me. I'm impressed you made up that song on the spot, but that's not <laughs> God, a real song. I heard it. <laughs> no, that that story checks out. I'm I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that's real. But like any you know, like any any song that was written uh, in the 1600s, you know, it goes over some changes <laughs> lyrically over time. <laughs> Nick, how dare you? Um, it's hailing. It's hailing outside my window. Where what are the you? hell? What the hell? <laughs> She's wow. staying in Antarctica for uh, for the <laughs> oh, duration of All Star Seven. <laughs> um, Got it. Okay, so congrats uh, on the premiere. Whenever this is airing, by the way. Really, really funny. We see uh, Bender and Fry in the recording studio recording the jingle. I just had to say that because it makes me laugh. Um, Leela crashes into a billboard. It's the same billboard from the intro, except for it says Fishy Joe's on it. So we get a little meta joke where he says, this is the second billboard you've crashed into this week, which makes me wonder, is is Leela crashing into that billboard every week? That's like a canonical we, we don't know Planet that- Express crash. I think, no, no, I'm not going to, no, we're not going to belabor <laughs> this. She says she wasn't paying attention because she was staring at the protesters There's outside protesters. of their um, office building. Um, I love the shot of the protesters because they're protesting, but there's also someone doing one of those ultimate yo-yos. And then there's just a woman dancing around in a circle to no music. <laughs> it's a very Portland protest, actually. <laughs> yeah, it's very Occupy Wall Street in a lot of ways, you know. <laughs> it's not yeah. even a Portland protest. It's just like Portland. Portland um, people waiting in line for coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The head of the protesters is Free Waterfall Jr., the first of many of his clan that we will meet. Um, And he is a vegetarian activist and a hippie, and he thinks everyone should stop eating poplars. Yes. But I don't know what he's basing it off of at this point. Yeah, at this, this makes me feel like there was a scene cut out. Um, because we have yet to discover that the poplars can move or do anything. We like they they have pointed out many, many times that they have no idea what the poplars are. So why is there a protest calling them? I mean, they must assume it's some kind of meat, but it makes me question why how poplars got this popular and no one has thought to identify what kind of th- meat that they're eating if they assume that it's meat well have you ever identified precisely what the meat in a chicken nugget is you know to mm. the point that you you know i feel like we know it's i just chicken. don't eat them i don't eat them casey do you know what's well, in an oreo though do you know what's in an oreo the, uh, what's what's that shit in the oreo you eat that shit well it's not made out of flesh <laughs> yeah, it's not in How do you know? There's yeah. probably tallow in the There's cream. There's lard Let's in it, face so yeah. It. <laughs> that's, that's animal fat. <laughs> probably not anymore. Probably not anymore. It probably wasn't financially sustainable to keep using lard or tallow or whatever, and so now they're using, like, imitation oh. lard. <laughs> I believe that. Or boron. It's from the stars. <laughs> <laughs> also, Some I great lines their, uh, here. 
Oh, their, go ahead, Casey. Uh, the MEAT. I don't remember what it stands for. It's like their whatever their organization is. Something but, against ethical. I don't know, but yeah, yeah. it spells meat. But their ma- their magazine has a pig on a swing, like looking really happy. <laughs> and I was like, pig on a swing. That's my kind of magazine. Um, <laughs> if you'd like to see uh, a pig on a swing, go to the Eagle, and you'll see a few. <laughs> um. Okay, and then. Leela points out, and and now we're just getting into the ethical debate about eating animals. And Leela points out that animals eat each other all the time in nature, and that it's just a natural order of things. And my one of my favorite jokes is um, free waterfall saying, uh, <laughs> "No, that's not true. We taught a lion to teach. Uh, we tra- we trained a lion to eat tofu, and then they see the lion, the sickly, sad-looking lion." <laughs> giving us dry little coughs. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I thought that which, was like the best gag of the show. Yeah. Got, so, um, we're going to boycott Fishy Joes and Leela says, you're vegetarians, who cares what you do? Um, <laughs> you shouldn't eat something that feels pain. They throw a brick at him and they say, I guess we won't eat you. Lots of good stuff here. And then Leela goes, I'm going to go get some more bricks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, just gonna, that's just how they're going to take care of this situation. I, I love, you know, we as queer people have the who threw the first brick in our like, you know, in our brains is always a thing. I just love the idea of, of Bender attacking protesters being like, I threw the first brick um okay so leela goes to get more bricks but then she sees that there's weak old poplars now if we were gonna like if we were gonna uh, uh like assume that uh i don't know uh, that the script still made sense and there weren't any plot holes. <laughs> she says, I wish you'd throw out these weak old poplars. They're getting big and scaly. Yes. Um, so we have to maybe assume that this isn't the first time that someone's left a poplar, like, um, past its due date. And maybe I... at this point, there have only been rumors of poplars, like growing mm. in size and starting to move around or whatever. But that's why I think that there's possibly a deleted scene that would have like bridged this gap between um, them being successful poplar distributors and there being protesters outside their their headquarters. So something's missing, but now now everything's back in line. M- maybe though, it was like a scene where like you know, let's be real, the all the people outside are a bunch of stoners, and maybe it's the stoners who are just like lounging around for a week without cleaning their mm. house, and there's a box full of. Um, uneaten week long poplars there I mean if I was gonna redo yeah. the ep throw in something I feel like, like that. they're yeah. so delicious that no one leaves leftovers and the only people who do leave leftovers are the Planet Express crew because they're drowning in the poplars they know where to get them true that yeah and also is there a finite amount of poplars how have they not eaten all of the poplars on the nursery planet yet but we're not also, even do the Omicronians have billions of babies? Yes, I think that's, yeah. well. You know, like it's like a, a space fish. Space fish have tons of babies, you know. Yeah, maybe they don't yeah, all make it fish. to adulthood. Um, yeah. So Maybe they Leela fight picks... each other to the death. <laughs> Leela we picks up Jur. the poplar. <laughs> Jur. And is Jur... It's Lord Jur Tom, is... I think, yeah. No, I was going to say, is Jur the same? Yes. From okay, so from that episode, everyone make note many of seasons Jur, later. 
Everyone make note of Jur. There's a terrible, terrible episode. Mini no, I like that episode. Later. I like that episode. No, I hate it. <laughs> I just but rewatched anyway, it. <laughs> um, many seasons later, Jur will make a reappearance, but it will be at the point where you literally don't care about Jur anymore um, and couldn't possibly. Then he'll be back. But for now, Jur is the, the first talking poplar. Um, Leela immediately does a 180 on her whole stance on poplars because <laughs> she now realizes that they're intelligent, sentient creatures and we shouldn't be eating them. Like that scene with the poplar trying to talk, like every time I eat lamb, like that's what happens to me. Like, the, yeah. why are Lisa. you eating me? What did I do to you? <laughs> Just winking at me and it's like, I thought you were already dead. Leela is trying to convince everyone to stop eating the poplars uh, because they talk. And um, great interchange here. Fry says, parrots are intelligent and we eat them. Parrots talk. And then Bender talk. says. Parrots talk. Just because something can talk doesn't mean it's intelligent. Parrots talk and we eat them. And then Bender goes, yeah, what if this talking is some kind of parlor trick? Uh, like Fry. Like, and then Fry says, like Fry, like Fry, implying that Fry is not intelligent. He just knows how to repeat things like a parrot. It's a very good exchange. Everything um, is so I, funny. I give this five Chirons. No, the Chiron rating system is only for rating Chirons. Don't bastardize um, this show. I think of like Fry, like Fry a lot. Um <laughs> I think, uh, and this is like another funny detail about the future is they're constantly talking about exotic birds that they eat. Like um, uh, parrots can talk, but we eat them. Um, I want to, I want to listen. It's so beautiful. Well, peacocks are beautiful, but you don't eat them till they're cooked. <laughs> and Zoeber was talking about eating penguins uh, at an unguarded nest earlier. They love they all just, birds. They, they really, eat all the, they birds eat all the birds in the future. And honestly, I mean, I don't. Birds are, bird, uh, I don't know how I feel about birds. Birds are fair game. Pe- <laughs> Foul. Oh, I didn't even mean that. That was fun. <laughs> um, I was going to talk about birds being kind of scary to me, but you know what? They're pretty scary. They're dinosaurs. They're um, dinosaurs, and they're so brittle, but yet so so firm. I feel like you could, like, they, like nothing terrifies me more than, like, a bird, like, like flying around in that in a in an enclosed room, like I wouldn't know how to handle that at all. It just it's like terrifying. I don't understand how people and have birds like cockatoos I, and things. It's yeah, I nursed I nursed a pigeon back to health when I was a kid because it got attacked by my cat, and but then she didn't that. finish him off. She just left him there, unable what to fly piece. away. Nursed him back to health. It was the worst smell I've ever smelled. Um, yeah. Was keeping a a bird. Um, pigeons, gross. Well, they are. Anyway. Sky rats. <laughs> Sky rats. <laughs> it sounds um, fun. This is like your origin story, and you become like a pigeon-based vigilante by night. <laughs> that's that lady in Home Alone. That's just what I was yeah. going to say. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> We need to power through. Let's get to. Let's Sorry. get to. They protest I don't fishy even joes. Think we're... They protest fishy joes in various ways. They don't work. 
Um, and then Bender Leela doesn't goes, really protest them because he's still he making money job. off of them. Yeah. So I love Bender's <laughs> protesting. Stop eating poplars with honey mustard sauce. Stop <laughs> eating poplars with tangy, uh, sweet and sour sauce. Stop eating poplars uh, in on at in work a car or, uh, on a park <laughs> or on the boat. That's my favorite. What he says on anywhere, the boat. Anywhere <laughs> good times are had. <laughs> Leela goes on to a news program to debate Fishy Joe and Free Waterfall Junior about. Uh, whether it's okay to eat uh, people. And I feel like very quickly this should have been over when Jur talked. Like that, we now yeah. have video evidence. Caca head. Big <laughs> mini caca head. Okay, we're going to have to bleep that. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, you'd think the debate would just be over. Um, but here is, um, this was before social media but this this is like a perfect like prediction of the of of where we are right now with social media everyone gets on to this forum to debate but no one has any like wiggle room in their own stance so there's no <laughs> point in having a debate it's just watching three people dig their heels into the sand uh, um and then and then factual evidence is presented and still no one changes their mind because they've already decided what they believe is true i've already um, been on tv debating it i can't well, change my mind <laughs> i feel like that's that that's like the spot on satire of it was is that really point where it's like on you because nick you were like it should have been over once the pop once popular says caca Jer. but like you can't juror says caca mama caca but the <laughs> the like that is like you know presented with direct evidence you just created into your own your own uh your own facts it's alternative facts before it was even known wow. that those were the thing and fishy joe calls facts. the poplars a bunch of gutter mouth creatures so i mean <laughs> he's using really offensive bad i would say genocidal language he's, he's a bit of a um, trump allegory uh, yeah 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 and he yeah. also yeah i mean trump sold those steaks so <laughs> those gutter mouth steaks if i remember <laughs> yeah um the omicronians perhaps because they see the news broadcast come to earth and they make an announcement that you have been eating our it's babies it's not the news broadcast it's because they have nanny you don't think cams. that's unrelated we know that it takes them a while to get to Earth because okay. if we remember from the Allie McNeil episode, um, Jenny McNeil, Jenny, whatever. The you Omicronians, know who it was. You know who they, the spoof they get, was they about. They say they'll get revenge. <laughs> They're gonna eat all the people. Great line here. We will begin with the firemen oh my God, and the so math sunny teachers. And beautiful then now. so on in that fashion. We've been doing this. No one can for see so this. No one can see what you're talking about, mom. You just stepped on a brilliant line. Fence because stepped on a brilliant line to talk about the weather. Which no one can relate to. And I never, ever, ever care a thing about the weather because the weather ever, never cares a thing for me. What'd you say? (laughs) Zap is eating poplars at a meeting with the Omicronians. That sounds... Okay. I have something to say about guacamole. I would so much rather someone say guacamole than guac. The word guac makes me sick. Just say the whole word. Some words should not be abbreviated. Guacamole is one of them. Um, uh, I hear that. Do you put sour cream in your guacamole? I had a whole thing about this entire I would rather scenario. have them separate. I would rather have a, a thing of sour cream and a, sing, a thing of guacamole. Gotcha. Yeah, I like guacamole with just, you know, like sparse tomatoes and onions in it. Um, but not full-blown pico de gallo. Definitely some cilantro, some lime, yeah. um, <laughs> maybe a little garlic powder, salt and pepper. Um, but I like to keep them separate. You know, the guacamole, the sour cream... 
um, the salsa. Um, and then you, you know, like you dip them in various combinations. Friley put... Lynn Bender. <laughs> oh, never mind. Waiting. I know we got to power through this. <laughs> Friley Lynn Bender are waiting to hear the results of the meeting with Zap Brannigan and the Omicronians. Uh, Fry says, I wish they'd just wipe out humanity and get it over with. It's the waiting I can't stand. That's stupid. Thank you. <laughs> I also love um, how we... Zap. Oh, I was, I was just, I love how Zap is always like pushing for an orgy scenario. Like <laughs> yes. that's that he, he never wearing pants and always like pushing for like a repopulation kind of scenario. Like that is my kind of futuristic space captain. Well, we've all hung out with a lot of gay men, and sometimes there's a Zap in the group who's just trying to get an orgy going, and it's like, no, we're all friends. We we're not gonna fuck each just, other right like now. Like the idea of oh, as Zap. if everyone doesn't end up fucking anyway. That's how um, I meet all my friends, and Zap is <laughs> pulling off the heads of the poppers and huffing them and passing them around. <laughs> Zap so, comes out. He says yeah. uh, they brokered a deal because there's not enough humans to eat. They're only going to eat one human and it's going to be the first one who ate a poplar and it's Leela. Oh, the cruel irony because she tried to save the poplars. Thoughts? But she found them first. I mean, you know, it's it's the, I don't know, is that the prisoner's dilemma? Don't know. But um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know anything about the prisoner's <laughs> dilemma. I mean... I, I, I don't know. Leela's oftentimes just everything gets pinned on Leela a lot. <laughs> well, yeah, the future um, isn't as, isn't much better than it is today <laughs> when it comes to the way we treat you know the womenoids of the of the future. We immediately um, cut to Madison Cube Garden where Leela <laughs> will be eaten in front of an audience of thousands. And I really like the marquee. It says Slurm Concert Series presents an evening with a human eating monster. <laughs> yeah. Also, known and there's as a like Trump a little rally. banner of Leela being like, ah, like she's going to get eaten. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Like, did um... she pose for that? <laughs> like, she posed for promo banners. <laughs> um, I. I have to point out that a lot of a lot of um, really cruel jokes get made about Leela from this point yes. on. Um, they they have a Zap has a plan to save Leela. I found a giant disgusting ape that looks exactly like Leela. There's not it's even just an orangutan in there's a tank not top. even any like coding there. It's just I found a giant disgusting ape that looks exactly like Leela. But then um Kif has to do some salon work on the ape, um the the orangutan. Please, I'm trying I'm to create. To. <laughs> um and then they put a little eye, a little furry eye patch on him, and then everyone thinks, "Wow, it's uncanny <laughs> how much she looks like them." Then uh, they then they bring out the ape, and they're like, "Is this the human Leela? Yes, I can t- I recognize her by her sloping posture and hairy <laughs> knuckles. knuckles." And then Leela touches her knuckle. I it's like Leela is clearly hot. Where is everyone <laughs> getting these descriptions of this fine woman? <laughs> it's a bit of a Golden Girls thing where there's so many jokes about Blanche being fat and she simply is not. And so many jokes about Dorothy being um, just being just being absolutely hideous. I heard a rumor. I don't know if it's true. I feel like it's true because Alaska is like a Golden Girls historian. But I think she told me something about where like one day on set, B. Arthur, they were doing a table read. They're like in costume on set rehearsing a scene. And um, uh, B. Arthur just says... 
starts crying and she's like, what do you all think of me? <laughs> you all must think I'm just a hideous monster to write jokes like these. <laughs> um, I believe it. I believe it. Also, I would imagine she would walk into costuming and, and then she'd be like, are you kidding me again? <laughs> again? Really subtle joke when they bring out the orangutan, we hear the audience whispering, oh, hey, what's going on? Very strange. People <laughs> of Earth. Shh. <laughs> and then you hear the same voice go, oh, yes, now I understand. <laughs> it's just, I think it's a joke only I notice, but it's my favorite joke of the episode. <laughs> Plowing ahead, the, the um, lures about to eat the orangutan, a freedom waterfall junior comes in and saves him because he cares more about a monkey's life than a human's life. Which You'd is sacrifice often... a beautiful woman to save a moderately attractive monkey. <laughs> I mean, this is the whole Harambe thing, you know, years mm. ahead of time. This is why the liberals, we can't win because we're always pushing <laughs> humans to die over over a, uh, uh, various other animals, you know? We don't hold our, our priorities oh. straight when it comes to the how, moderates. How old was how the kid who... <laughs> how old was the kid who Harambe was gonna kill? Oh, I don't remember. Was he an adult? If he's an oh, adult, I... then they should have let him die. I don't know that there's a clear cut answer on these kind of things, but it's it's that it's again that people get so laser focused on their one and their one their opinions. They get so fucking laser focused on things that they can't think outside of. They can't look the circumstances beyond what they already have decided they believe. So anyway, blah, blah, blah. Freedom um, ruins the whole fucking gambit. And then Unda um, Unda eats the ape anyway. Yeah. <laughs> All right, don't worry, I have a whole uh, uh, a bit about how this episode is really an allegory to the abortion debate, so we'll get there at the end. Don't worry. <laughs> okay, perfect. Yeah, perfect. Um, Let's break that up right now. <laughs> Lur's about to eat Leela. He's got her in his mouth. Um, then Jur comes in and hops into Leela's mouth to use the microphone and has another one of my favorite lines. There's lots of good reasons to eat. Boredom. To be the world's fattest man. But not revenge. I love that there's only the two examples. Am I right? Did you write that one down? I think it's down? hunger, boredom, and wanting hunger, to be the world's fattest man. boredom. But that's a great rule of these that the third one is so ridiculous. Wanting to be the world's fattest man. But not revenge. Um, I just love that boredom is number two. <laughs> and you know what? Fair. But th And this is actually the exact moment where I was like, what are they actually talking about? Because they were fully ready to eat the woman and just kill the woman. But when the woman had the baby in her mouth, they were like, oh, I guess we got to save <sighs> the baby. Whoa. And so we're going to save the woman as well. And that's when I was like, oh, my okay, God. Okay, you're right. This is a Roe v. Wade thing. But Alito. It's, it's that, but it's also, it's, it's also um, you know, they don't want to eat one of their own. They're fine eating mm. a human, but they, you know, like this whole thing was um, to exact retribution for their people being eaten. Um, there's, Jinx, there's a lot going on. What does Unda, Unda say to uh, to Jur to get to get him? I out never of the remember mouth? the exact. It's one of my favorite jokes. Little but one, I... I'm going to count to Blorks. Flingle, Glorb, Glorb, Glorb and a Gloob. Glorb and a Gloob is one of my favorite lines of all time. Flingle, Glorb, 
Glorb and a gloob. Truly why I love this show is I, I, I kind of forgot how much just like absurd nonsense lines. It's like, you know, like caca. <laughs> There's also like a wingus and dingus moment in wingus this. Wingus and I, dingus like, is All right, wingus, too. dingus. <laughs> and it's just like, I forget. That's that's my type of humor. It's just like, you know, stupid words. sounds. Glorb and a gloob is the building blocks of what makes Rick and Morty so great. You know, like True, actually. Futurama, uh, you know, like Rick and Morty Futurana is constant. Futurama glorb so Rick and Morty could gloob. <laughs> I mean, and let's not forget about Nanu Nanu. I mean, if we're going to talk about, you know, connections through the years. I, I mean, want to forget Williams. about Nanu Nanu, though. Um, uh, Jur helps helps um, lure and, and, and um, learn that they shouldn't be eating Leela out of revenge. I, but then I they do eat think, free waterfall. <laughs> I, I do wonder, though, like, so still... But still, at the end of the day, humans did eat, like, billions of their young. Like, there's got to be something done, right? Seems fair. It's it's just a number that high of zygotes it, they do seem kind of disposable like if they're if they ate 198 billion couldn't they just make a bunch more by fucking i don't know how they fuck I mean, yeah, but also you're negating the lives of all of the dead. I mean, that's like forgetting about, you know, various genocides, you know, it's like trying to sweep it under a rug. You know, I mean, honestly, this this episode hits so deep and um, it really gets at some of the great geopolitical problems of our time, not to mention national ones. And um, I just I I don't I don't remember. I used to tell a joke briefly about like a like. Uh, it being okay, like if salmon were to come back, if like space fish were to come back and like it'd be a giant salmon be like, you've been eating our babies. You've been like scooping up the babies and putting them on a cracker and feed it. Like I w- would feel like it was ju- be justified for them to come back and just like kill all of us and eat all of our babies. Um, and I'm like, did I watch this episode and get that idea from this years ago? Yeah, I think you might have stolen I it. Might have. <laughs> I might have. Steal jokes. I- well, I mean, this is like as someone who has uh, a mild caviar addiction and oh, loves, I do love <laughs> shrimp. Uh, it's funny. It's like it's not funny, actually. It, it keeps me up at night. But I do think a lot about like the fact that there's so many things that we can just pick up with our two fingers and put in our mouth and eat whole. That freaks me the fuck out because one day the government's going to open a portal to a mist realm and there's going to (laughs) be... Did you watch the mist recently? Not recently, but there's going to be creatures that come in and and can just pick us up by our ankles and eat us whole. And and that thought terrifies me. Um, So uh, Lur eats the hippie it starts reacting high. poorly in his system. He gets very high. Um, they, Casey, they you have... can relate to this. <laughs> oh, I, was saying, I was like, I mean, I got to find me. A, I'm going to a rave this weekend. Got to find me a dirty <laughs> hippie to eat. Nick, you available? What are you doing this weekend? <laughs> you know, I have really cut down my weed smoking. You should probably eat a different hippie. Got Nick's it. You can not eat a hippie. Nick is too bourgeois to be a hippie. <laughs> Not with wet hair like that, you know. Hippies don't shower. So. He is. Uh, he is. Uh, he is a wolf in hippies' clothing. He's I would a wolf say showering at all is very unhippie behavior. So I, I've got to side with Jinx on this one. I well, well I, I also put something don't think we should just like <laughs> we. I don't think we should just generalize hippies as all being dirty. 
but whatever. Agreed. They used the they used the adjective. They were calm, dirty hippie. I was trying to stick to the to the show <laughs> to the show script. Nick actually more often than not smells like soap. Anyway, um, <laughs> okay. the episode's pretty much over. <laughs> A toast to Leela. She thought it. She taught us it's wrong to eat certain things. Pass the veal. Now, pass the veal. <laughs> Can you give me some of that suckling pig? Who wants dolphin? <gasps> you can't eat dolphin. They're intelligent creatures. Not, Not this, this one. one. <laughs> he blew all his money on instant lottery tickets. Oh, okay. Eat pass them. the blowhole. Give me the speech center of the brain. <laughs> and that's the episode. Um, okay. <laughs> Normally we do a post-episode discussion, but we spent so much time talking about poppers and butt sex that <laughs> we can't. You know what you were getting when you had me on the show. <laughs> we should do the questioning. Should we do it? Yes. Yes. Hey, hey. Let me ask you something. Casey, first and foremost, who of the Futurama cast, and it can be anyone, um, uh, it can be someone we saw in this episode or someone you know exists in a different episode, who do you most identify with? Identify with. I mean, I you know, I wish I wish I could say I was full on hedonism bot. Hedonism bot's my favorite character on the show. Sorry, and, Guy Branham already. I mean, but the funny thing is, like, I know Guy very well, and um, I'm more hedonistic than Guy. Okay, so um, I want to be the one eating grapes, but you know, he's got the money. Um, I love <laughs> love Guy Branham. Um, have you had him on the show? So, um, who do I most? I mean, I hate to say it, but uh but uh I'm a I, I'm kind of a combination of zap and quiff Kif, uh, Kif. <laughs> Kif, Kif, sorry. How do you spell Kif? Is it K-I-F? K-I-F. Okay, I was like Q-U-I. I was trying to figure it out last Quiff. night. Quiff. Quiff. Um, but because like cool. I have like the 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 sexual id of Zap and the desire to never wear pants, but I also have the like the kind of the uh, freaking out, questioning all of the scenarios like Kif. So I'm somewhere. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a. I'm. I'm a. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm on a space ship flying in the air wondering how it all went wrong but still trying to fuck so i'm somewhere but you've also got a little bit of the whoa 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 yous are looking good today (laughs) (laughs) i know that's a different i am feeling attacked for being italian actually is uh yeah the construction worker guy I like that. I like it all. Sometimes you know? he's a construction worker. Sometimes he's a plumber. Sometimes he's just walking around. Oh, yeah, sometimes around. he's like a trucker. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> also, this has nothing to do with anything, but someone in the comment section of one of our episodes pointed out that the Kajigger lady, which always makes me feel uncomfortable to say, <laughs> but the Kajigger lady, um, her her name is Hattie. Her name is Hattie something. Hattie. Hattie, H-A-T-T-I-E. I don't know what Hattie is short for, but it's like (laughs) like kind of an old-timey name. Anyway. Hatrina. Casey, your next compulsory question is, of the whole Futurama cast, who would you do? Who would I do? Good question. Um... uh... I would, you know what? I like a, you know, I mean, if it's just one, I like, I love a dumb twink. So maybe I'd fuck Fry, you know, like. I would, Does uh, Fry count as a twink? Sure. Mm. And no offense, I didn't He's mean to like say He's like an dumb, aging just, twink, which I can relate to. A twink. Um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out who's like, uh, 
who's the right Look. exact answer to this but but of, of all the ones i can think of you know i'd i'd, I'd uh i'd hit some poplars and hang out with fry ghost dog <laughs> i'm sorry you were giving an insightful answer and um nick was phasing in his pit bull hey, yeah, Jinx, there was nothing insightful about that answer don't worry i teleported it i don't think um, fry is a twink because much like nick he might have the like stature of a twink but uh too old but <laughs> too old and also doesn't put any stock into his appearance yet somehow everyone wants to do him because half the people we have on this show say they want to do fry so i don't know what's working we for would these say we people, want, well but... i think it's like you know i mean i was also going to go with zap again because hmm. i love his sexual energy but i didn't want to be you know to yeah, say i wanted to be him and wanted zap, to fuck him everything we know about zap is that he's a terrible lover True. So. Well, you know, I mean, I'd figure the thing out. We'd, we'd figure it out. We'd figure it out. It wouldn't. We'd do. We we would. We'd be a little drunk, so it wouldn't have to be amazing. You know, mm. it'd just be. Have you and Nick ever banged? No. No. I, I think there was a minute where I might have like might have like put a move on, but it it might have been. It was probably rebuffed. This is not true because the first couple years we knew each other, we would only see the, each other at comedy festivals, and you would come up with like two beautiful boys, and then you would disappear into the night with them. With your arms around two beautiful boys, and you'd be like, hey, yous, hey, we're yous. gonna get sad at his. Hey, you guys. Hey, anyone wanna see some comedy later? Well, you know. Going out to the show. Um, thanks, Nick. I don't, you know, I, I, I don't remember who those boys were, but New I New Orleans. Them. The beautiful boys. Oh, they were beautiful. Yeah, that was. <laughs> oh Casey's remembering a good lay right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Final question: Now that you've watched this episode of Futurama, will you be watching more? And do you plan on watching the new season? I certainly will be watching the new season. I'm gonna. I give everything a chance. You know, gotta try everything once. Not Nick, apparently. Zingzies. <laughs> <laughs> ah! uh, yeah, I gotta get. I gotta. I'm. 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 I'm looking forward to those moments after or before the two-hour block of Family Feud every night, where I may be able to sit and catch a rerun of Futurama. Um, and the new season, you think you're going to carve out some time in your busy schedule to watch God, the new yes, season? Yes, Jinx. Stop. What are you promoting it for them? Jesus. Um, of course I will. Why are you putting on a beauty mark four seconds before we end the podcast? <laughs> it's a little big. <laughs> it's got to be seen from the audience. Um... <laughs> also, you're in space according to your background, so you can see it from space. <laughs> also, something with the camera makes it look like it's like a blip on the screen that's just following me around. It doesn't look like it's actually on my face. The stark blackness of the eyeliner against the um, blinding alabaster glow of my lily white complexion. <laughs> anyway, Casey, Casey Lai, thank you so much person. for being our guest. Where can people go see you? The Gay Power Half Hour with Tony Soto? I, what else I is do, going on? Yeah, I have a podcast called The Gay Power Half Hour with um, also uh, my best friend and my best drag queen, uh, Tony Soto. Um, you can find us on all of the apps podcast apps and things um also um i believe this is coming out relatively soon so yes <laughs> um if you're in the greater bay area i'm headlining the san francisco punchline 
on June 21st, which is like a <laughs> San Francisco good... punchline. That used to be my nickname when we lived there. Oh, uh, watch out. Well, I'm headlining <laughs> Jinx uh, on uh, June 21st. Uh, it's a good, it'll be a good kickoff to your Pride Week in SF. So come to that. Um, yes, and you can find me on Live. Twitter and Instagram. Uh, first name Casey, C A S E Y, goddammit. Last name Lie, L E Y, goddammit. Um, and take out the goddammits and you'll find me on the internet. Cool. <laughs> I'm gonna have a, some a bratwurst. <laughs> it's a it's a northern a northern ta- Italian southern German uh, accent that I'm uh, just uh, you know a toying with. That. I'm hey, gonna have put some leather hosen. I'm gonna have some leather hosen. I'm gonna have some bratwurst and a sauerkraut. Ay ay ay. Uh, where's the lonely adult? The herd? <laughs> That's Austria. How dare you? This is Whatever. Austria. Austria, I'm sorry. Sorry, Austria. I'm not sorry to you, Casey. I appreciate um, it. <laughs> Never apologize. Um... Thank you all for listening to whatever the fuck this was. We're back, baby. We're back, baby. Um, we'll be back next Monday with a brand new episode of I'm 40% Podcast. Until then, have a futuristic day. <laughs> Wow, 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 wow.